0: The Red Cast Podcast.
1: So it is the Red Cast Podcast. After Liverpool have just scraped um, a win against West Brom, with Allison's wonder goal. I'm joined today by Steve. How are we
0: doing? Ah, oh, smiling. It's boss, isn't it? It's just boss. Like we owed, we owed for that fat, fat, tight, and blue nose a good hiding after what he's done to us a few months back, and have took a good idea, but what we did to them was even better.
1: Is that the first time you've ever seen a goalie score? I think it is. I, mean, I remember Paul Robinson for Leeds. <clears> for Leeds <throat> but that's about it. For no, me.
0: it's the first one for us. I remember, I think, Tim Howard scored for Everton at Goodison on a windy day. And yeah, I think yeah, one of the yeah, stuff yeah. probably done it. It happens occasionally, but very rarely from a header from a corner. Normally, it's like a clearance or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, I mean when he was running up, I was like,
1: what are you doing? (laughs) Because I I don't see the point in it, especially when when it was 1-1. Obviously, I know we need to win because we need Champions League football, but in games where it's 1-1, you just, you think of the worst, don't you? Like, they're going to get this ball and they're going to roof it up and they're going to win the game.
0: Yeah, to be fair, normally I would think that, but at that moment, a draw was nothing to us. We had to go for the win. A draw, we might as well have lost and threw that game for me. But when I seen him go up, I was made up. Um, obviously, I, I I had no clue what he was going to pull out that absolute madness. Like, I just thought he was yeah. going off just to cause a bit of trouble.
1: Yeah, because that's what you usually go for, isn't it? Just to cause a bit of havoc. Get in the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, cast your mind back to the game just before that, the United one. Um, games are coming thick and fast. That's why we yeah. Um, <laughs> what, a re- what a result that was! Like to go to their backyard after they fielded a weaker side to try and stop us getting top four and allowing Leicester to win. For us to then go and destroy them in the way we did, yet it was only it was 4-2. Uh, but then that sour goal for me was iconic, similar to the sour goal. Last year against United, it was iconic. Um, yeah. But to go there and destroy them. United are second in the league in the Europa League final. Good poor having the worst all- season.
0: Yeah, you know what? It was a it was a comfortable win at Old Trafford, and you don't hear that very often as as bad as it's been over the past few years. You, you still you still go to the Old Trafford with a sort of sense of I wouldn't go so far as fear, like, but you, you never go expecting to win, and that was very that was that was a comfortable win, and seeing Bobby getting a couple of goals was just beautiful.
1: <laughs> I mean. We the stats as well lately have been decent. We've had decent stats um in terms of our we me and you've seen so often this this season where we've had say like nineteen shots on target and only nineteen shots and only like one or two on target. Against United, yeah. um it, it was completely different. And against West Brom as well. So like the United game we had seventeen shots, eight on target. I mean it's still not perfect, but it's a better return than what we we've had for the rest of the season. So
0: yeah, I'd say definitely season. I couldn't say luck, probably luck, because even when we've gone through them bad spells, as you say, we've we've had 20, 20 odd shots on goal. I think was it Newcastle? I think it was Newcastle that done us at the end. And I think by the 60th minute we'd had 25 shots on goal. Um, we're creating chances, and we've always created chances. We just missed out on that little, little bit of luck, or the the lucky bounce, or I mean, some of the finishing's been absolutely awful as well. Let's have it. right we've had, we've had some terrible, terrible, ter- like even when was that game where um, it must have been West Brom, where Nelson put one wide, Manny put one wide. It was. I don't, I don't know. I can't put it down to anything. It must be confidence.
1: what did you think about that United lineup then dropping Mane I mean it worked because Jota Firmino and Salah all scored Uh, Bobby probably played his best game in six seven months for us Um, do you reckon do you think Bobby plays better when he knows there's more competition I mean I know that usually always makes players play better but I feel as though the game Bobby wasn't as sharp as he was against United he was still back to what we know Bobby to be good at, but in the West Brom game he wasn't as sharp, and that was when Joss was being real dull for the season. Um, which yeah. is frustrating in some aspects, because it's like, you should be performing no matter
0: what. You should, you should, and it's easy to say that, but this guy has been performing at the highest level for four years. Yeah, he, I mean, he's been at the pinnacle of the game for four years, and He's only human. You've got to expect a little drop off. And to be fair, there's been a drop off from quite a few of them, but because of how good Bobby and how pivotal Bobby's been, it's just been so more apparent.
1: Ah, uh, with games? one, two. Does it feel mad that Liverpool haven't been beaten since the beginning of March since the Fulham game? It feels game? it
0: feels insane. You just because we I think we sort of got in that mindset after a couple of months of being terrible. It's kind of stuck there and we haven't lost for ten games or something, is it? Eight. Um but then hopefully. you take off the Champions League games, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, Leicester and Chelsea are, as we're speaking now, Leicester and Chelsea are ten minutes in, aren't they? Uh, yeah, well that's gonna be an interesting so. one to
1: keep an eye rather watch, I'd rather just see their results, to be honest with you. Um I think I'd rather the Leicester win and Chelsea get Nottingham. yeah, But then I don't want... Yeah, I, yeah. I think I'd rather Chelsea win the Champions League than the City because they're too far away to really care, aren't they?
0: So yeah, I think, yeah. Care. It's not us, so I don't really care other than to win. Uh, yeah. But the the interesting thing, I was speaking to, to my cousin earlier on, we were talking about, you know, all the different permutations of who can finish where and all that sort of stuff. Um, if we finish level on... Goal difference with either Chelsea or Leicester, uh, we've got a better head-to-head record against both of them. oh right okay, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've I think we beat Leicester two nil and lost two one. I think we beat Chelsea three one and lost three nil, or you know something like that. But against both teams, we've got a, a better head-to-head. So if it ever falls level on goal difference and everything. We should still. We will. The
1: fate is in our hands, also, isn't it? Like, if as long as we, as long as we win these next two games, which I think we will, uh, especially yeah. the Palace game, I think that's guaranteed three points with the fans being back in. For me, um, you
0: would think, you would think so, yeah. Especially if it goes
1: down to last day of the season, the first year clock was here, top four went down to last day of the season, and we managed to do it, so it seems just that, back, <laughs> yeah. that edge back again. Like in that in that West Brom game, we were speaking about the United game Well, how good our shot conversion rate was in the West Brom game. We actually had 26 shots and only six of them (laughs) on target. Um, But that was, for me, the West Brom game was one of the most frustrating games to watch because it felt like it was going to be a repeat of your Newcastle games and your League United games. I mean, their goal that got ruled out, I I don't know. Um, That's one of them, that's
0: an interpretation, isn't it? Because he stood in front of the goalie. For me, like whether he makes a move for the ball or not, if you're stood in the goalie's eye line, you're interfering with play. I don't care what you say, that's one of ours.
1: Yeah, that'd be a bit. I mean, if that was allowed, more people would do it, but I can understand the frustrations if that went against us. Um, because you think about the yeah, yeah, yeah. You think about I can't think what well, it didn't go against us, did it? In that Chelsea in the Leicester game when they scored in that free kick, we was actually blocking his line of sight in that game, it should have gone it should have went in our favour and didn't so, yeah, um, so it's just that age old thing of there's the technology's there but the people using them in it that's ruining it um, that's it but that West so, yeah. there's, there's no
0: consistency
1: there isn't there's, there's absolutely none. some of the decisions I mean there's been decisions in the league this year that have nothing to do with Liverpool in other games where I've sat and thought oh my god I'm so happy that's not not happens like the shink
0: of the Patrick Band one yeah. won a few weeks ago it, it's <sighs> like oh story. that was awful I felt I felt for that that's probably one of the worst ones because Yeah that that needs looking at I I don't know how they're gonna gonna get around that because when it comes to offside they're always gonna have that line. It doesn't matter what you use as a point of reference, they're always gonna have yeah. that line. But oh, it just looked ridiculous, didn't it?
1: The whole season's been ridiculous. I think they need a review of it, definitely this summer. Um but the, that West Brom game yeah. it was good to. It's good to see going our favour for once. To be honest with you, because I do think if they would have scored that, yeah, yeah. we wouldn't have won. Because Big Sam, 2-1 lead, would have
0: defended it, wouldn't he? With his, with his life. Um, absolutely, stuff. absolutely. I, and to be honest with you, I thought the referee in that game was terrible. Like, yeah, it was like I can't even take a an incident, but there was, there was five or six, and I've gone, like he gave them. Everything, everything. Like I seen someone put on Twitter. I think it was saying the uh, referees watching this game through gravy tinted glasses for Big Sam. That be that be crying like. But I was like, it's all so true. You get them everything.
1: It was like, there, it was like in the United game as well, though, were not it? Like the referee and the VAR assistants were both from Manchester, in the Greater Manchester area. <laughs> referee in the United Liverpool yeah. game. So, and in that game, there was there was a few chances where if it was United they probably would have got them, there was a penalty call, and there was another one as well, which, in my opinion, if Liverpool had done them to I said, 100% would have, would have been awarded, and the same in the West Brom game, and it's just, every year, when's it going to stop? Because we're just sassier every year, saying, how poor the referees are, and <clears> there hasn't, <throat> there's the only decent referee, really, in the the leagues, Michael Oliver, uh, but then even still, he makes some horrendous calls, and he's made some horrendous calls this year, so I don't think anymore is the referee on the pitch. I think the VAR assistant sort of runs the show, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. Um, I'm I'm happy for the referee to make a mistake on the pitch. I've said this before. I'm happy for the referee to make a mistake. He sees it at normal time from one angle. And he makes that decision. Yeah, he might, he might get the other one wrong, whatever. You, and then you can talk about it in the pub and complain about it, whatever. But when it's AR and they're taking seven, eight, nine, ten looks at it from different angles at different speeds and they're still getting it wrong, it, it, it just can't be. It's
1: ridiculous. I just don't understand it. Like, how many more angles do they need yeah. before they get right? Swerve it all. Right?
0: Just swerve it all and let the referees make the mistakes.
1: That's what I mean. Because I was watching um, this Sunday, the Campfield won the National Sunday League Club and they're from Liverpool. And the, it was live streamed, and I was watching it. And do you know how good it was to watch a game of football where like, referees can make decisions, and there's no, oh, is that the right decision? VAR is going to come up. And it's just, I'm slowly falling out of love with football in a sense of you can't celebrate a goal anymore. Like, some players are celebrating and getting taken away from us. And sometimes, like, what's the point of celebrating because they need to wait? A minute, two minutes before the screen says yeah, but that is a good
0: a goal. Like yeah. it's I mean, look what happened to Chelsea in the final. Yeah. Chelsea thought they scored a goal. And it was a you know, it was a close one, and I think it was the right decision. But look how mad them fans went. Can you imagine that being used? Imagine going going off that much and then someone to go, actually, just just wait there a minute and just ruin your day. But
1: you know, when when De um scored that in the Champions League final, it went off. Like, off. <laughs> but then one of my mates went, are you sure that's not going like, to get like, is VAR going to look at that? Or Even though it was such an obvious goal, mm. you just don't know with anything. Like, it feels yeah. as though you've got to score with about 50 players in front of you. For them to go, yeah. It puts that doubt in your mind, doesn't it? Yeah. puts yeah, that out ridiculous. <clears throat> It's ridiculous. It's just ruining football. Um I mean Liverpool have done done well to ruin our mood pretty much the whole year, but that this isn't helping as well. And in that game on the weekend, I thought it was gonna be enough one. I thought, yeah, this is gonna ruin my mood. Champions League, <laughs> Champions League was going yeah. it away, especially when they like, we went one 0 down. It was just like
0: oh, for fuck's sake, is this happening again? And then and then up pops the most beautiful human being on the planet.
1: Yeah, I mean see, it's what the thing for me as well that, that goal was so good and it never happens so it's going to be spoke about for years to come. But taking it away from Mo Salah as well, his finish was tidy. It was really. Oh, his finish was so, so good. He's, he's yeah. brilliant at
0: that. Yeah.
1: When he doesn't think He's done it a few times this
0: season, has yeah, he? Yeah, he did it against Leeds, he did it against Everton. Just when it just comes to him and he doesn't need to take a touch and he just smashes it and it flies. Um, brilliant.
1: On Salah then, there's been rumours, like, massive rumours the past few weeks about Jadon Sancho coming in. Um, for the cut price of 70 mil, 80 mil, something like that. Would you keep Salah then and probably maybe let Mane go? Because you, it's, it's impossible to replace Salah's numbers, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and us, as much as anyone, have been guilty in the past of underappreciating Mo Salah, haven't we? Because uh, yeah. we have this conversation regularly about, you know, we're getting new players in, we're getting linked with Harland, Mbappe, Sancho, you know, whoever it might be. And your automatic thought is, well, one of them three have got to go.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Bar Allison and that because Bar Allison and in the United game, Salah was man of the match for me. Maybe Bobby Bar, yeah, Allison pro- was, probably wasn't on the match in the West Brom game. Um, Trent was man on the match in my opinion, but Bar yeah. Trent, there was only really Salah. Um, you could maybe give it to him. I mean, Salah got it on quite a few writers' opinions that Salah got man of the match. Yeah. So he's just this season, he's been the only one
0: who has performed and you.
1: Consistently, would you say?
0: He's been a shining light in a showerish. Are we on the radio or not? No. <laughs> yeah, he's been a shining light in a shower You can that's a poll. That's the <laughs> I'm putting that on my bio. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He hasn't he hasn't let us down like a lot of them have. His numbers just keep racking up. Uh it's his fourth is his fourth season now. Yeah. Um, he's, on for, he's, he's on for golden booth For the third Four. Was it the fourth time Is it every every season yeah. Every season uh, how, can you, how can you think About selling a player Like that
1: How could you replace A player like that
0: You, you can't You can't you, I mean you can try And you can bring in You can bring in Mbappe Or you can bring in Haaland Or you can bring in Any of these big names There's no guarantees And it just seems With Salah It doesn't matter How we're playing His numbers are there
1: so consistent, 20 goals, four seasons on the run, or 20 plus goals. Mm. I can't. Remember. You're thinking from
0: no, you're thinking from a, a, a business point of view, though, if it's up to the owners, they're looking at him now as he's probably as valuable as he is ever going to be. He's only, yeah, what is he, 28 now, 20, 20 28, this year. so he's me? sort of a, in
1: this,
0: he's city. at the top of that peak, is
1: but who can afford them? Because I've heard people talking Harry Kane two hundred million, which <laughs> um, it's, it's probably a fair price because he's English. Tottenham can charge what they want. He's he can score a goal. Most Salah, you've you've got to be talking £160, one hundred and sixty two hundred million for him as well. Realistically, anyway. yeah, like when, absolutely. When, what are his numbers. Well, when PSG bought Neymar off Barcelona for two hundred plus million, he wasn't producing numbers like this in the Spanish league. Never mind the Premier League. Man. And so he's produced these numbers consistently for four years. And for me, the past two games, like that United celebration, and then when you look at the Alisson celebration, you can just see the passion in Mo, More so than, yeah. I'm not saying the rest of the, other, the, rest of the team are passionate, but that Alisson celebration, you're seeing like Trent, Thiago, you're seeing the passion of how much the Champions League means to them playing in it. But for me, with Salah, yeah. I can't see him going because the amount of passion he's putting into being like, yeah, we need this Champions League. It's just like, why would yeah. he, why would he be that bothered? Just seeing we're going to touch on it in a minute about Genie walking off after the Alison goal, not really being that passionate. He knows he's going. He doesn't care if we get top four yeah. really, because he's probably going to go for <clears> the <throat> <play a> Champions <throat> League side next year. With I mean to be
0: fair to Genie, a lot of people did miss the fact that he did join in the celebrations, but it wasn't oh, that man. instant. Like yeah, it wasn't that instant. Get the get the fuck it like that. That relief yeah. and that release yeah. that. He, It was just
1: a. Well, you'd expect that, wouldn't you? Like we've just won a game in a dying embers. Your keeper has just scored, which never happens, and it means. And what a header! Yeah, what a header! And like for me with Genie, it was like, look at Salah. People are talking every year about him leaving us, and the passion that he had after this Alison goal, after the United goal. For me, was like he wants to play in the Champions League for this football club, Genie. Seeing them pictures of him walking away and then sort of half-assed walking over to say, like, well, in, mate, it pissed me off. It proper, proper dummy. I think so. I was like, come on, Jeannie. I've got so much respect for Genie. I believe he wouldn't have won the Champions League if it wasn't for Genie. I don't think we would um been as good as we have been consi- over the past few years. Without Genie. I think he's a pressing monster and he fits into the system fantastically. But I do think in the last few weeks... He just doesn't look arsed. I and mean, don't get me starts on I'm getting the captain's armband. I think that's a joke. Like Bobby or Trent or Salah should have it over him.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's part of what they've already set up, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, with them, you know, then most whatever whatever players they've picked. So he's not going to go against that halfway through the season, regardless of whatever player situation is. Uh, you know, unless Gini's actually come out and gone. I hate Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp and all or whatever. Uh, I think other than that, he's just going to stick with it. the plan. That's already put like, in place. I don't stay. think he's captain material. No, I don't think. Like, don't get me wrong. He's... Go on, mate.
1: Sorry. I think he wants to stay, um, but Liverpool aren't prepared to pay him the fat payday for his one last big payday he's going to get. Yeah, because he's asking for two hundred grand a week. Um, if it was my money, I'd give him it, but not for. He wants it for like three years with Liverpool, and you want to give it to him for two or there's some stumbling block there, but then. Yeah. I don't think many clubs can afford 200 grand a week for any players. You look at your bosses and your Real Madrid, they're nearly a billion pounds in debt. Inter Milan's owner's on the verge of selling them when he's even asked his players to take a pay cut two weeks after they've won the Serie A. So there's not many people who could probably afford to give a 29, 30 year old midfielder who I don't think fits into any team the way he fits into Liverpool. Yeah, he's good for the Netherlands, but Genie Wijnaldum wasn't this pressing monster at Newcastle. No,
0: no. Uh, You've got to think he's off to China or um, the Middle East or something like that. Um,
1: China's got a salary cap now, though. Right. So so certain players can't, you can't earn so much anymore. So you'll probably see the likes of Oscar and that come back into the more mainstream football world when his contract runs out. But it's just a shame because I don't want to see Genie go like this. Like, if he would have ran over it like, with that gut instinct celebration on the weekend and wore the armband with pride and stuff, mm-hmm. I think it would it would have helped him a bit more. Like you're seeing Bobby's post, Jeannie didn't do nothing. Like I think he put like proud to wear the armband for this club, but Bobby's post about wearing that captain's armband, they goosebumps what goosebumps reading, because you know that yeah. it meant everything to him. And for me, and yeah. I, I know now like the armband just gets passed down in terms of who the players wait for. But for me, being captain of this football club means more.
0: Absolutely. Um, he's not. Look, I. I think Junior Menaldem has been boss. He's been boss for years. Yeah. But he's not captain material. He's he's not like a a vocal leader. He's he's not an organizer. He's not. He doesn't grab the game by the scruff of the neck and like as a captain, they're the kind of things that you want. Yeah. He, he doesn't. You say he doesn't come out on. I mean, it sounds like all New Age and that, but he doesn't come out on social media and give it the beans about the club and
1: just talks on Spotify.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he doesn't epitomise what the club is as boss. As he is as a footballer. Yeah, that doesn't make him captain material.
1: It's sad as well because I've. I mean, I've only met him once, um, years and years ago when he first signed, and he was boss. Mm-hmm. Like I spent like four or five minutes because he was getting like, a telly off me and stuff when I worked in. Retail and he was buying a and he was so down to earth and so genuine. You can see he's just a genuine, nice fella, but I just think maybe he's frustrated because he wants to stay in the club on paying him what he feels he's worth, and rightfully so. He's won mm-hmm. four major domestic honours at Liverpool. He probably is worth what he's saying he is, but just not for the length of time that, that he's asking for. But he probably sees other players playing here past 30 and getting bigger, like the talk of a Van Dyke contract, and he, he's a similar yeah. age, but you Genie's got to realise mid the midfield players are, are probably the most dispensable within that team. Like your back four and your, your front three don't really change yeah. usually. It's usually the midfield. Um but speaking about the back four, it looks as though Canate is coming in with Fabrizio Romano saying that that's pretty much done and he's quite trusted. Yeah. Who's your uh, who just starts the centre back next season? Did you put Gomez with Van Dyke and have Canarte as your second as your backup, with what's probably going to be Phillips or Matip or Kabach play them in the FA Cup games or do you throw
0: Canarte in and make him have a part of I job, like, yeah I I think Gomez would be back up because uh, Canarte is going to come in for big money isn't he
1: yeah 40 odd well, yeah
0: that's big that's, that's big enough money Van Dijk obviously is Van Dijk he's irreplaceable I think Gomez now after that injury, he's gonna to have to work his way back into the, into the team. I think Mate probably won't get another season out of us. I don't think now with Akenate coming in, I don't think they'll keep Kabak. Not with you okay. got Rhys Williams. No, I don't think they'll keep him. Um not get I'll be happy if he does. No. <laughs> Honestly, no. He's he's done all right. Um but oh, I, I just can't see if They're spending this money on this defender. I don't think they're going to bring Cal back in as well.
1: Let me hit you with one then. Uh, Gomez's oh. natural position is a right-back. He came through with the Youth Academy as a as a right-back. And he was, when he first broke into the pool team, he was a right-back. Um, what about perhaps maybe selling Nico or letting Nico go out on a loan spell? Southampton are quite keen on him maybe loan them to Southampton for the season, give them a year in the Prem, see if he's actually going to make it at pool, and if not, you sell them at the end of it. Yeah, so maybe give them an option to buy, and then we have the final decision at the end of it. You keep going mm-hmm. as you cover for Trent, you buy Kabach as well, and then you go into the season with Van Dijk, Canarte, Kabak, Phillips, and then Fabinho, Niby, and Williams. you got Williams and Davis there. Okay. Yeah, and I think Davis will probably go to Celtic in the summer. I think he might be the first player to come to a pool and not get a game, because uh, even Stephen Paul <laughs> got a game that he came. But yeah, he good Yeah, I think I don't know if that I probably that fills me with a bit more confidence. If you're going into a say say for example you've got a big Champions League game midweek and you need to play like a lesser side uh, in the Premier League, like what we've seen Pep and City do this year. Yeah. It'd fill you with more confidence knowing that Trent could have a rest, and you could play Gomez, right back with a centre back pairing of say Kabach and Phillips because they played together this year. And then you've got Simikas on the left. So you can change your whole yeah. back four and give them a rest for bigger when you've got bigger games coming up like what you see with City.
0: In yeah, respect, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against having Gomez at right back. Um I think he's sort of made that transition now to centre-half the same way Carragher Uh Carragher started as a full-back and, you know, he worked his way into centre-back. I don't think... I think Gomez is, a, is an emergency with filling it right back. I couldn't imagine Once him...
1: i you know, saying to Gomez, you've won as Everton, mate. Not our fault that you got injured at uh, Raheem Sterling and England's, but you're getting dropped. Next Allegedly. Next yeah. <laughs> Because you have just brought a uh, Canaute in, who we don't know much about, because he, he struggled to actually go into the Leipzig team this year since his hip injury.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's all gonna de- well easily said. It's all gonna depend on pre season, isn't it whoever whoever makes the biggest impact pre season's got to got start alongside Van Dyke. You know, he might come back and go. might be a couple of yards off the pace off his injury. Yeah, Canaute might come in and be dog shit like he no one knows until they give him a couple of games and obviously yeah, fans like to the nail down isn't
1: he yeah but that's why i think it's risk-free getting kabak because for 18 million probably get him even cheaper because they've went down now and then yeah. kabak's probably a 30 million pound defender in today's market 30 35 million so why not get him just in case can does take a few months to gel in because kabak's had that settling in period and we've seen it so many times would you like to robertson even fabinho didn't get a game when he first came because Klopp likes to gel yeah. him in. So, Canarse will need to be gelled in and brought up to speed. And don't get me wrong, I think he's going to be a phenomenal centre-back p- partnership for, for Van Dijk. The two absolute units. like i made up that we're getting him. But I just love Joe Gomez. I think he's, I think he's a Rolls-Royce defender. Um, and it'll be sad to see him not play because he is so young. But then you, you think he's had two, maybe three bad injuries for his age already yeah. so and it's look, he wasn't perfect,
0: perfect. If, if you cast your mind back properly Joe Gomez was not perfect yeah. he had a mistake in him he did have a mistake in him and I've seen a great you know he's a good defender good footy player quick but he had a mistake in him and there was a few times what I've seen with Joe Gomez was we give him the benefit of the doubt where if that was at the time if it was Dejan Lovren making that mistake we'd have absolutely hammered him so I still think he's got
1: think a bit to learn because we were winning as well. Like, if Gomez maybe played this season, do you reckon the spotlight would have been on him more? For
0: sure, season? for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Same with same of all. But...
1: Is, is that the only place where you feel we should strengthen? Because I've seen so many people talking, like, oh, we need a midfielder if Genie goes. We need a midfielder if Genie goes. Do we? Do we really need a well, midfielder so. if Genie goes? Because Cursus Jones, in my opinion, is it could be as good as Genie at present and he's a lot more skillful and a lot more technical on the ball than Genie. so he could be more of a natural replacement couldn't
0: he? Absolutely yeah but I don't think Gini's going to be the only one to go from that midfield so it's we do need to bring in reinforcements even if it's for the bench but we need some good quality because I think probably maybe if we're lucky we'll get another season out of Milner but you know as fit as he is his legs aren't going to last Forever, yeah. Chamberlain's probably got. Chamberlain's probably going to go, and Wijnaldum's looking like he's gone. That's three. Do you
1: reckon Kaisers stays? I think the, the squad.
0: <sighs> Who knows? Who knows? I, I think you know. he's. I think he, he needs to go again. I think we need to cut our losses with him. with him. Yeah, only chance exactly. Me.
1: He wasn't cheap. And, if he had a million pounds.
0: No, I know. Bless him, mate. Because every time he plays, he's quality—you can see there's a player there. But well, he's just made out of biscuits. And we can't afford to have... A, it's too much for him. We, we can't afford to have a £50 million cripple in the squad, you know what I mean? It, it's not worth it. Just cut our losses, get what we can for him. Um, I, was t- I was talking to someone on Twitter a couple of weeks back and they were, they were like, we listed, listed all of Kate's uh, injuries. He actually got injured while he was out ill so he, so he was out ill and then three days later he got a groin strain and then a the week later he got ill again and it was like, he fell out of the bed and injured himself.
1: <laughs> it is ridiculous isn't it, uh, but I would sell him myself, I think you'd get yes. to some money for him, uh, for someone from Germany because they know how good he can be in Germany, yeah. um, maybe even someone like Leipzig, they'll be under a rebuild, new manager and stuff, maybe. maybe. What about you? I probably, I do think Shaq will go because I think he wants to play, uh, but I think with Shaq I think he thinks he's better sometimes than he is. I've heard that a few times with yeah. the people who've who played with him. Um, but I do think there'll be a big rebuild. I think you're going to see the likes of players who you wouldn't expect in a sense of, you've probably forgotten on the books, like Woodburn and Gruich and Harry Wilson. I think all of them will generate cash. That's why I do think yeah. the likes of Jadon Sancho is doable. Um, but I do think the only positions that we- need improving on the pitch would be the centre-back and someone in the front three. Because I think you go into next season with Fabinho, Henderson and Thiago as your start on midfield because that's our best midfield by a country mile in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think we could probably do with a uh, a better right-back in back up. That's
1: what I mean. That's what makes me think it makes more sense to buy Kabach and put, let Gomez cover the right-back position. And then if you did need, mm. it, it also saves you buying another centre-back because Gomez can cover centre-back or right-back. And I do think yeah. Gomez is a better option as cover in right-back than potentially Nico can be because mm. there's not many players. People are probably going to look at the Liverpool team and think, look at Simikas. He's playing Champions League football, playing week-in, week-out, so in PR costs. He comes to Liverpool and doesn't get a game because... You can't. You physically can't dislodge Andy Robertson. So imagine someone coming no, in. Trent Alexander-Arnold's five years younger than Robbo, I think. So someone's coming someone, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. now and they're not getting a game for the next ten years. Easy. It's only 22. And there's not a better right back. There's not a better right
0: back in world football. No. You know when he's on his game than Trent. So that, I think that you can't even like go out and get someone. Face-to-face. Yeah. You can't even go out and get someone like. Who's, can't even think of any decent right backs. More, more like right
1: backs, yeah. Right-backs. So, you,
0: you, there's no one out there who you would get who would maybe like push strength for his place and not just be a backup. There's
1: no one. If you ask Gareth Southgate, case, he'll tell you, Key and Trippie. Like,
0: <laughs> oh, there's about, there's about four better right backs than strength in the England squad, isn't it?
1: What's your thoughts on that then? Because there's been reports this week that Trent isn't still isn't going to get called up now since Trent dropped from England a few weeks ago, yeah. Trent's been world class again. He's probably been our best player, Bar Sarah in recent weeks. Ha, yeah. What does I made up? I mean, yeah. I I'm, I'm made up because I fucking hate England. But yeah. what you can see from Trent's point of view, he's probably going to be gutted missing out on a on a major competition for his national side. What does this last so possibly be? possibly
0: be gutted but I don't know. I, I think he just needs. He needs to go on
1: like suck off He's better than Wan bissaka he's better than Reese James, he's better than Kieran Trippier he, he does, He's just he is the best right back in world football. It's like like Callagher yeah. said the other week on Sky Sports it's having De Bruyne at right back, having that array of passing at right back. Now, yeah. let's not forget England have got Kane up front, who is massive boss in the air. Feeds
0: like a, feeds off that, doesn't
1: he? Yeah. Trent's, like, the perfect player for someone like Harry Kane, really, isn't he? just totally, totally. I mean,
0: I don't get it. I don't get Gareth Southgate, but from a a Liverpool fan point of view, I don't want any of our lads anywhere near that squad. None (laughs) of them, not one.
1: I I don't think we'll have many going to Euros. Van Dijk's ruled himself out, uh, which I made up about, so he can can keep his rehab up in in England. Obviously, the South American lads won't go because it's the Euros. Yeah. Um, so I don't think maybe Thiago um, and, and that's Maybe Keeney, but he's, he looks like he's going anyway, doesn't he? Tabach will go to Turkey he, if he's still our player and Robertson will go with England. Um, sorry, what I mean, Rob, Robertson will go with Scotland, sorry, he'll
0: be <laughs> um, what about what about Shah? Switzerland. Is yeah, Switzerland are they yeah, in? He'll, yeah,
1: he'll, yeah, he's their best player. Um, uh, um, did they qualify though? I think so, yeah. I think so. Uh, but I'm I'm firmly in the Scotland camp for the Euros this year. I was Holland, but then obviously the big man ruled himself out. So, <laughs> you don't care. so I'm not asked about them now. Um uh, but I, I want Scotland to so to... I don't think they'll win it, because um, 'cause they've got good players but
0: you You just want them to got... beat England, don't
1: you? Yeah, well they've got Tierney and Robertson both at left back and you try and play both of them so they play well one like right back and stuff. Um mm which is... I, just as we're recording this, um, Man City are getting beat 3-2 by Brighton on the day that the fans are first back in. <laughs> well,
0: that's means nothing. Ultimately, it means nothing,
1: but it's still of me thought that was today was the day they lifted the league, and it's not. United have drew as well, so that should give Leicester more incentive to want to win. I mean, it's still 0-0, but it should give Leicester more incentive because they can get second today if they win. Well, I think that close, there was a point behind United and the United have drew. So if Leicester win Chelsea today, they go second by a point going to last day of the season. And I'm pretty wow. sure the difference wow. between second and third is a good few quid in terms of your final payments at the end of the year. For a club like Leicester imagine, okay. to get second there's a lot more money than be for, for going into the summer. But yeah, before. That's, we a, off, you know what? that's oh, a
0: boss. Talking about Leicester, that's a boss season for Leicester, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean... They've been a top four
1: and FA Cup. Rodgers has done well there. I think he's learned from his mistakes he made at Liverpool. I think when he went away to Celtic, yeah. not only did he win everything because it wasn't hard because Stevie G weren't there taking over. Um, yeah. But I do think that he grew up and matured as a manager because um, it feels like he has learned from his mistakes. I mean, they still could bottle it. Forget Leicester could still finish fifth, <laughs> which is mad. Yeah. Like, they could finish second or fifth I think that for me shows that this season is just been the worst Premier League season on record.
0: Oh, definitely. Is there any. Um, I, I haven't checked the points tally, but is there any, I know this sounds mad. Is there any like, possibility of us getting second, or are we just not.
1: We can get too third. many
0: points behind it. I, mean, I know we can get third. We um, can't catch United, no?
1: No, we can't catch United, but we could finish two points off United if United lose their last game. We'd get 69 there on 71
0: currently. Well I mean, I mean considering no,
1: so this season United, because United true Leicester are on sixty seven now, so if they win, they will be on sixty-nine. So they'd be two points off second with on the last game of the season where I'm not too sure United play. Um so I don't know if, if it's doable for them to to get second, but United have yeah. slipped. Off I can't wait. Side. I can't wait for Sunday. I can't. See fans, I mean my brother's got a ticket, which are made up for him. I was unfortunate to get one but I know so yeah. many people go on the ground this this weekend I made up for them it's been so long I, I'm going time. out I'm,
0: I'm out all day I'm getting on it <laughs> kind of like, I've been ringing around even you're ringing around stand up on the table can't get no way
1: so well even tomorrow for you Everton's home game with the fans will be decent just to see people buy yours again yeah. I mean I know you probably hate it but just to see fans go in the game again it's yeah. going to be something you haven't witnessed for what since December, yeah, right?
0: 10,000. No, 10, no. Yeah, it does to be honest, it's 6,500. Just letting him, we've got to let it through the door. Um, because obviously, I live because I live like facing the stadium, so they close our road, so the the back to back to it, like I've got to move my car and that when the match is on. It doesn't bother me, like I love the buzz of, of match days, whether it's us or whatever. Like, obviously, I want them to lose most of the time, but. I just love the buzz of football, and I love the buzz of fans. And even when Everton are playing, I don't give a shit if Everton are playing Swansea or whatever. I'll just, I'll just go yeah, out for a walk yeah, or whatever. It's just, just to soak up the atmosphere and smell the vinegar on the chips. And
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, I'm, <laughs> that I'm not going, not going on Sunday. Um, but the fact that I'm Anfield, feeling feel for me, they done it, they've done it, boss. Like they've obviously there's ten thousand fans, so it'll probably be two thousand five hundred in each stand. So there's and a lot of the people who've got tickets low locals, which we know uh, do, are yeah. the ones who, who sing more. I'm not against the people who come and travel because I do think that they're just as much fans as the locals. <laughs> they're travelling hours <laughs> to see it, us. It makes
0: no sense to have people travelling
1: while a 10,000 scouts in a stadium it's going to be rowdy, isn't it? It's going to be proper yes. rowdy. Like, I mean, it's a shame it's Palace. I'd rather the last game of the season be something like City or something like that. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm proper excited for it. I mean, it's sad because it's the end of the season, but to be honest with you, I can't wait to see the back of the season.
0: Absolutely, I'm with you on that. I, like this season just needs to be one. And it's an absolute miracle that we're even within a shelf of the top four. So, <laughs>
1: the it's insane. In. We were missing ten players from our start eleven yeah. in that uh, West Brom game. That's a stop full start five, five of them were centre backs. <laughs> yeah, like we we brought back in and he's injured. Like yeah. it's just we're cursed. Whether it is the physio, who knows? But we're cursed. Uh, but yeah, before we go, uh, hit me with some score predictions for the game tomorrow. There.
0: Right, tomorrow we've got Burnley away, um, and yeah. what tougher than we think? I think it is. It is Burnley away. It's uh, not a gimme by any stretch. Is it? No, they even don't know. you know for them, it's a not a game. But, oh, you know, for West Brom, the other day it was a not in game and they still they still give us a scare. Like, I reckon 2 0. I, we'll, I reckon we'll get a 2 0. I reckon we'll score early, struggle to put it to bed, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get like a second one later on. I agree with you. I reckon reckon...
1: you go for mad, yeah, usually I go for mad predictions, but I feel as though this the end of this season is going to have, like, Four iconic moments before they had Salah against United, Palace, against West Brom. I feel like there's going to be something yeah. tomorrow and something against Palace. But then, part of me tells me that the Palace game's is just going to be a massacre because um, we don't forget yeah. we're going to that game needing a massacre to finish with Leicester, a yeah. goal difference. Um, so I do think it'll be a massacre, and they need to give the fans something to the shout about. So though there's not sixty thousand in there, they still need to give them ten thousand something to shout about, considering
0: the misery they've put us through. The past. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm gonna say right, we're gonna get a Trent Alexander-Arnold free kick in about the fifth minute. That's mm-hmm. that's gonna be the first goal, and then Salah's gonna wrap it up in the 89th minute, and we're all just gonna go nuts.
1: Uh, do you know what? That's that'll actually, be that'll uh, be the iconic moment. Yeah, that's quite realistic as well, because Burnley on Trent scoring a free kick's probably your best chance of uh, breaking Burnley down, is it? Across the 18 yeah. mean, minutes, really, really, like. Something from a set piece. Maybe Alisson comes up in the 90th minute. I think, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so.
0: I, think I, I I don't know what That's i Alisson saying. I still can't speak. I can't speak <laughs> from Sunday. Like, screaming. At them.
1: It's the maddest thing I've ever witnessed, ever. Um, but that man, for me, is a Liverpool legend. He, he got us to the Champions League knockout stages with that save against Napoli. The amount of saves he's kept in the Champions League and Premier League since he's been here, that's kept us in games, won those games. The Champions League final, Alisson man of the match for me against Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah. He is just an absolute machine. and His post-match interview as well was one of the best post-match interviews I've ever seen.
0: It was so emotional, wasn't it? And he spoke really well. Yeah, he was. What a man. What a man. What are you saying for the game anyway, Burnley?
1: I'm going to say Yeah, um... I think it'll probably. I'd like it to be Curtis Jones and Salah. Um, but I do yeah. think it'll probably be it'll probably be someone we wouldn't expect and Salah. I do think Salah will score because he needs that golden boot. and you know yeah. what he's like when he wants he gets what he wants oh, to Sarah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice one as always for so coming on. Hopefully, hopefully we do win. Oh, we'll yeah. be talking after that, before the um before the bit of the Crystal Palace game and we're gonna go We'll in the next pod before the Crystal Palace game before the season finishes. We'll have a little look back, stay at our uh, start of the year predictions and see how we. Well oh feels. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, think but... I was a million miles away.
1: We both said West Ham would be relegated. I think that was more of a
0: hope than a little
1: Yeah, after last, after the that they'll wanting to know, avoid it. But I mean, I said it yeah, yeah. would be the dark horse, and they've. Typical Everton towards the end of the season, so I think we're way off most yeah. of it. Um, I said Liverpool to win the league, you said Chelsea. So we're about to pull and Chelsea both in the same situation going still last game of the season, really. We, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. we both, both uh, let's just leave that then. We won't we won't look at that. <laughs> <laughs> see how bad we was. Uh, yeah, this nice one's always coming on. If you are watching on YouTube, right, don't nice forget up. to leave a like rating and subscribe and all that jazz. Uh, we're nearly at 300 subscribers we boss so what bought we can get get to that nice one everyone who has been subscribed and all the listeners over in America I love you all we've been redcast thanks for watching so uh